This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. It's been 20 days since the current war in Gaza was launched, stemming from the assault by Hamas fighters in Israel on October 7th, which led to the Israeli military bombardment of the enclave. But in reality, Gaza has been under warlike conditions with Israel since at least 2006, when the political governance of Palestine split between the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, and more broadly, the illegal occupation of Palestinian territories by Israel has been ongoing since at least 1967. In light of all that's happening, what is the viable pathway to peace for Palestine? We're discussing this with His Excellency Walid Abu Ali, Ambassador of Palestine to Malaysia. Ambassador, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me and a very good morning to everybody. So I wanted to set the context before we go into what's happening. The Palestinian Authority governs the West Bank, where Jerusalem and the Al-Aqsa Mosque are, while Hamas is in control of Gaza. So you're the ambassador of Palestine. Are you speaking on on behalf of the United State of Palestine? Well, uh, when I presented my credential to His Majesty, the King of Malaysia, I presented my credential as an ambassador of Palestine to uh, Malaysia. I represent all Palestinians, regardless of their political ID. Palestine is one, never split around. One of the Israeli strategies is to split Palestine into Gaza and the West Bank. Late Yasser Arafat clearly made a clear message to the international community, no state in Gaza and no Palestinian state without Gaza. Gaza and the West Bank are one unit. Hmm. Can I ask how much communication or coordination is there between the Palestinian Authority and Hamas, especially when it comes to international messaging or international communication? Well, no one can ignore that there is a difference and there are... uh, uh, when Hamas took over uh, Gaza uh, through a military queue, uh, Gaza has been under the control of Hamas. But I don't want Malaysians and the viewers to uh, get lost in between the differences we have in Palestine. Hamas, they have their own political agenda. The international community recognized PLO as the sole representative of all Palestinians, regardless of their political ID. PLO is the legitimate representative of Palestinians all over the world. So the legitimacy that PLO still have took the responsibility Uh, through the international community, within the United Nations, within the Security Council, the international community still recognize PLO as a legitimate representative. Uh, Yes, uh, even so, uh, there is a dispute between Hamas and Fatah, between Hamas and the uh, legitimate representation. But International community, World Bank, United Nations, all European Union, uh, they know very well that 57% of our budget is spent on Gaza. And this is not a secret. This is everybody is aware of that. So administratively, we still uh, 
cover Gaza as much as we cover the West Bank as a Palestinian authority. Politically, there are differences. Yes, mm. uh, no one can hide that. And when I came as an ambassador and I met with the first prime minister uh, during my tenure, which was Tun Mahathir, my message to all prime ministers of Malaysia, we want to see Malaysia play a role in the Palestinian reconciliation. Play, play a role on uniting Palestine because the only one who win out of the dispute between Fatah and Hamas is Israel. Okay. I want to turn to the attention on the ground in Gaza. We spoke to you about 10 days ago, Ambassador, um, on our sh- morning show, and I, un- undoubtedly the situation has only deteriorate, deteriorated since then. If it was on the brink of disaster, then it's a catastrophe now. What can you tell us about the humanitarian conditions there after 20 days of Israeli airstrikes? It is a disaster on the ground. 2.3 million Palestinians are suffering. 2.3 million Palestinians at the moment under the Israeli strike. And this is what I want to make it clear to everybody in Malaysia and outside Malaysia. The Israeli rocket do not differentiate between Palestinians of Hamas or Palestinians of non-Hamas, mm. regardless what political ID they hold. The issue at the moment on the ground is unbelievable. No one can believe how much our people are suffering on the ground. More than 1.2 million Palestinians who were forced to evacuate, to leave the north of Gaza to the south of Gaza. And since some of them accepted to move uh, because they are worried of their life to south of Gaza, Israelis started to striking south of Gaza, Khan Yunis, Rafah, and the city of Gaza. Mm. The the situation at the moment, humanitarian-wise, is uh, miserable. People are in need of food, in need of medicine, in need of drinking water. Even I I, uh, experienced uh, that our people in Gaza drinking the salt water of the sea because they had no other options. Mm. Hospitals were targeted. Mosques were targeted, churches were targeted, uh, honor was schools were targeted. I can give you figures even of the numbers of uh, all who has been uh, striked by the Israeli Air Force. So situation is unbelievable on the ground now. I want to play devil's advocate, okay, Ambassador, because Israel argues that um, in Gaza Strip, Hamas is using civilians as human shields. Their military operations are taking place in locations where civilians live and work. Hence, the preventative measures that they've taken, which is to ask people to evacuate from buildings, um, that's what they're doing and that's what they can do. I mean, looking at it from that perspective of a country that wants to defend itself from whom they see as attackers, you know, what else, what can it do if, if the enemy is hiding in civilian centers? I mean, this Israeli propaganda, uh, I can't believe it. Uh, If the Israelis succeeded in promoting themselves as victims, uh, since Israel was created in 1948, they succeeded in convincing the international community that they are victims of the Holocaust. What Israel is doing now and continue to do now is a Holocaust in Palestine, at the moment, what they are doing, it's a genocide in the ground in Palestine. The issue is not Hamas. Up until now, 20 days of striking Gaza, Hamas is safe. Hamas is under the ground. The, the, the Palestinian citizens, the Palestinian innocent 
uh, in Gaza are paying the bill. Mm. Because if you take the numbers of the 7,000 who has been killed and the 17,000 who have been injured in Gaza, among them less than 1% are Hamas activists. So 99% of those victims are innocent Palestinians, nothing to do with Hamas. Mm. At the moment, all Palestinians are united, whether they are Fatah or Hamas, because they are facing the same rocket coming from Israel. So international community is responsible to force Israel to stop this genocide against 2.3 million Palestinians in Gaza. Ambassador, why do you think that the Israel narrative has been so, how to say, how, why, is it, why does it have so much traction in the West? Uh, sympathizers in the West because basically I can tell you Israel control money and control media. What they can't do through money, they can do through media and vice versa. The issue of the Western world only look through one eye, unfortunately. They never uh, had just treated Palestinians fairly. We are victims of the double standards. When the international community, and particularly the Western world, just through their representatives on the ground, they witness on daily basis violation of international law. They witness on daily basis what the Israelis are doing against our Palestinians. Why governments? Uh, of course, I have to differentiate between the people of the Western mm. world and the governments and the regimes in the Western world, because governments are fully supporters of Israel. But the people, through what we see, what we witness, demonstrations all over in London, New York, in Washington, in France, in Germany, all over Western capitals, which they show their solidarity and support to Palestine. Mm. So the message I have, international community is responsible to put an end to the Palestinian suffering. We have been struggling for seven and a half decades since Israel was created. And if you allow me, if we have time just to differentiate, Israel is trying to convince the world that we are struggling and fighting them as Jews, mm. which is totally, I mean, a propaganda. Jews were living in Palestine before the creation of Israel, and they enjoyed their freedom. They enjoyed their rights in Palestine before the creation of Israel. Our struggle with Israel, because Israel is an investment for a project, a political agenda, which is Zionism. Mm -hmm. This is the issue. And all Muslim ummah has to understand this. Our struggle is not a religious struggle. Our struggle is a political struggle with, because Israel has to recognize the Palestinian rights, has to recognize the Palestinians to enjoy and exercise their freedom in their own land. So I'm speaking to His Excellency Walid Abu Ali, Ambassador of Palestine to Malaysia. We are going to come back uh, to this conversation after a short break. We'll discuss whether there is a viable path to peace for Palestine. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar, and with me today is His Excellency Walid Abu Ali, the Ambassador of Palestine to Malaysia. Ambassador, earlier we were looking at the situation in the Gaza Strip. I would like to turn our attention to what's been happening in the West Bank, because prior to October 7th, a lot of the tensions, a lot of the uh, clashes, confrontations, attacks were actually happening in the West Bank. Israeli forces have attacked worshippers in the Al-Aqsa Mosque, for example, on multiple occasions just this year alone. How has the West Bank been impacted by the bombardment of Gaza? 
Well, uh, let me make it clear. Palestine is a very small geography. Uh, I have in front of me here is the map. I don't know if that can be shown somewhere. Gaza and the West Bank is a unit. You can't separate of people in Gaza uh, from the people in the West Bank. We are a very small community and we are very close families. As we are talking this minute on my way to the studio, Israeli army were invading Jenin this morning, which is, you know, there is five hours difference with mm. Palestine, which is midnight in Palestine. Mm. Israeli forces were invading Jenin, invading the hospital of Ben Sina, invading the refugee camp in Jenin. And that's in the north of uh, in the, the no- West Bank. Which is, the, you know, the far north of Jenin, and Gaza is in the south. Mm. So people in Gaza can't witness what's happening in Al-Aqsa Mosque when two ministers of the Israeli uh, government invade Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa with the settlers and their harassment against uh, Muslims while they are offering the Jum'ah prayer or the Fajr prayer in Al-Aqsa Mosque. Mm. Uh, When they invade the Church of Nativity in Bethlehem, when they invade Al-Haram Al-Ibrahimi in Hebron, when they witness the settlers' uh, aggression against Palestinians in main roads between Nablus and Ramallah, between Ramallah and Bethlehem, when they witness the Israeli settlers, when they destroy and damage farms, olive trees, Palestinians' properties, when they see the Israeli bulldozers, uh, I mean, damaging, destroying uh, Palestinian houses, all over the West Bank. And this is a constant occurrence, yeah? It's not exactly. a one-off, it's So I know the international media at the moment focusing on the latest incident between Hamas and Israel. But you have to look into the root of the struggle. The main challenge, uh, the main uh, issue on the ground is the occupation. Israeli occupation must end towards our territories. Mm. Without having Palestinians exercising their freedom, without having Palestinians uh, enjoying uh, independency, similar to any other nation around the world, without the Israelis and the international community recognizing the Palestinian right in an independent Palestinian state, Israel will never enjoy peace. Israel will never live in peace. Mm. The Middle East will never enjoy peace. So with that, only can be done when they recognize an independent Palestinian state. Ambassador, you've been at pains to emphasize that Palestine should be seen in unity. Um, But I think it's arguable that support for Hamas grew because unarmed resistance has been ineffective over the past 70 years. 30 years after the Oslo Accords, the situation is arguably worse for Palestinians than before. So when you think about that, I mean, is Fatah and the Palestinian Authority in danger of being seen as irrelevant in the fight for Palestinian sovereignty? How can we bring this? How can the two sides be reconciled and united? PLO had accepted, I mean, the Oslo uh, agreement uh, through uh, more than 30 years, we've been trying to negotiate to achieve a comprehensive peace agreement for Palestinians and Israelis to enable Palestinians and Israelis live side by side in the two-state solution. 
uh, international community uh, intention was to achieve that. Unfortunately, with all what has been signed between us and the Israelis, the Israeli government never accepted to implement what has been agreed on. Israeli government with Yasser Arafat had the only chance to achieve a settlement in the Middle East, to put an end to the suffering of both Palestinians and Israelis. Without that, Fatah or Hamas, please don't get yourself busy with that. Let's get rid of the Israeli occupation and then let our Palestinian people decide they want Hamas, fine. They want Fatah, fine. Give Palestinians their freedom and then they will decide. Like I'll give you an example and this is my message to Malaysians. I mean, if you are Bersato or you are Amno or you are PKR, to me, you are Malaysian. I don't interfere with that. Don't get yourself busy as, I mean, Malaysians with the issue of Fatah and Hamas in Palestine. Keep your focus how to support Palestinians to be united, how to support Palestinians to achieve freedom and to achieve independency. Keep your focus just how to help Palestinians as a whole. Ambassador, I would like to take a look at the broader international community support. I think if you look at the grassroots level, the people, the outpouring of support for Palestine and condemnation for Israeli atrocities is immense at the societal level. But I want to ask whether this is being mirrored at the top political leadership of governments, especially in Muslim and Arab states. I mean, just before this happened, we had seen how some Arab states were looking to normalize relations with Israel, despite the conditions in in Palestine that you have just been saying in West Bank and Gaza before this, what do you make of that? Let me just make it clear again that Gaza, the 2.3 million Palestinians in Gaza have been under siege for the last 16 years. International community witnessing this, Arab neighbor, neighboring countries, Arab world, Muslim world know this very clearly, that the people have been suffering for more than 16 years. That's one issue. Second issue with the people in Gaza, there's only the Rafah crossing point which link Gaza with the international community. Without having uh, facilities for in and out of the Rafah crossing point, uh, crossing point uh, Gaza is dead. Even the very basic humanitarian needs for the 2.3 millions before the last war, without uh, Israel facilitating the movement of AIDS into Gaza, uh, Gaza can't survive. That's one issue. Mm. International community knows very well that the two-state solution is the only solution which can put an end to the struggle. Israel had tried a peace treaty with Egypt and Camp David. Israel had tried a peace treaty with Jordan and Wadi Arabah. Israel succeeded in having diplomatic relations with some Arab countries and Muslim countries. But American administrations, Israel, and all supporters of Israel, they know very well, the core issue is the Palestinian-Israeli issue. Without putting an end to the Palestinian suffering, without Israelis recognizing the Palestinian rights in an independent Palestinian state, they will never enjoy peace, neither with the Arab world or with the Muslim world or in the Middle East in general. Israel has to recognize the Palestinian rights mm. sooner or later. Without achieving that, they will never live in peace.
Ambassador, I want to spend the remaining time that we have looking at how Malaysians view the Palestinian issue. Earlier on, you were talking about um, the difference between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism. And I'm wondering from your perspective whether that nuance, whether that distinction is being made clear enough in discussions here. Well, clearly, I let me just highlight that the, our struggle is not a religious struggle with the Israelis. Our struggle is to be or not to be as Palestinians. Not because we are Muslims, because the Christians in Palestine are struggling side by side, shoulder by shoulder with the Muslim community. So our struggle is not a religious struggle. That's number one. Yes, the Israelis are invading al Masjid al-Aqsa. The Israelis are doing all what they should not do against uh, Palestinians, whether they are Muslims or Christians. As I said, when they do not distinguish between Fatah and Hamas, as well, they don't differentiate between Palestinians who are Christians or Palestinians who are Muslims. Malaysian has to understand that our struggle is the Israeli occupation. We want to get rid out of the Israeli occupation. This anti-Semitism, which the Israeli use as a propaganda to pressurize the Western world whenever anybody speak uh, uh, in favor with Palestinians, Immediately, Israelis attack them and they say anti-Semitism. This, what they are doing at the moment is a genocide. What they are doing at the moment on the ground in Palestine, it's a state crime against Palestinians. Where is the international community to stop and put an end for the Palestinian suffering? All right, Ambassador. Can I get your thoughts on how the Palestinian community here is coping with what's happening in the homeland? How large is the community here? How has this affected them? Uh, and what do you think Malaysians can do to help um, those who are living within us, among us here? Palestinians in Malaysia, uh, plus minus uh, 4,000. Uh, among them, plus minus 1,000 refugees. Among them, plus minus 1,000 students. Uh, these refugees, they were refugee originally in Iraq and Syria since 1948. And because of the war in Iraq and Syria, they ended up in Malaysia because they benefited out of coming to Malaysia, uh, getting a visa on arrival uh, at the airport, and they get registered in UNHCR, and they are on the waiting list to be accommodated somewhere else because Malaysia is not a hosting country for refugees. Malaysia is considered to be a transit country. But the process of accommodating uh, uh, these refugees in a third country is a very slow and uh, takes time. Those Palestinians here, since they are transiting via Malaysia, they are not eligible for uh, uh, education. Mm. They are not eligible for health care, except for emergency health care. Uh, they have no income. So they are in need to be accommodated exceptionally, and a special case because they are Palestinians, in a way or another, just to look to maintain them, you know, the very basic needs that they need as refugees. At the same time, the students we have in here, majority of our students are from Gaza. Mm. And at the moment, they lost communication with their uh, families. I was talking to the prime minister and I was talking to many Malaysian officials. Uh, there is a, uh, a I mean, uh, uh, there is a, a project 
uh, is being designed to accommodate and to help Palestinian students in these okay. universities. So there's definitely need for the refugee community here and for the student community of Palestinians here, something that they can look to uh, from the Embassy of Palestine in Malaysia. I'm sorry, Ambassador, we do have to wrap things up. We have run out of time, but I really do thank you for joining me today uh, to discuss what's going on and the perspectives that we should keep in mind on this issue. Let me thank Malaysia and the Malaysians for all what they are doing to Palestine. We highly appreciate your support. Continue keep Palestine in your heart. And one day we will meet in an independent Palestinian state in Al-Quds as the capital. I've been speaking to His Excellency Walid Abu Ali, Ambassador of Palestine to Malaysia. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.